podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. From two short of goals. Go so we, yeah, we'd have, we'd have got that early goal. We might have been seeing a difference today, but that squad is just, you can see that a complete lack of confidence. They just look downbeat. And, and this is the thing. I just, I, I worry, I worry where we're going to get these next five or six wins that we need to stay in this division. And for me, if there's ever a time to worry, and I, you know, this might sound knee jerk, just coming out of the match and sitting there looking at the, the Willie Hills at the end of Gladys Street there. <laughs> but for me, um, this is now a very worrying time to be an Evertonian. We, you know, Norwich winning last night, Newcastle obviously going to spend. Burnley have got games in hand, they've got a resilience about them. Watford, I think, look yeah. so poor, so they're one of them. We need two of them bottom four to, to sink quickly and then it's a fight between us and whoever for that third because that's where we are at the minute. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you think, oh, we're too good to go down or that, if anyone's listening thinks we're too good to go down, no, we are not. We are we are in a scrap and we've. I don't know if these players have got them in them to get, them, get us out of it. I don't think Ferguson gets another game on the back of that. I think it, what the board were probably looking for today and do you know what? If Everton win the game today and we do get a a bit of a recreation of that Chelsea game a couple of years ago, I'm not necessarily saying that that cements the fact that Ferguson's here until May, but it at least just settles everyone down in terms of all speculation, all pressure that's obviously on everyone at Everton at the moment to to go out and make an appointment and obviously make the, the correct appointments. But I think there'll be an angst now. In that yeah. that international break, and we obviously, what is the next game back? Is it Newcastle? Or is Brentford, Brentford in the cup. Brentford game, in the yeah. cup yeah. Forget it, that. Well, yeah. Brentford at home. Do you know what? Dave, there is an element of bringing someone in as manager and having that as their first game with that in mind. Of it's not the end of the world. It's not Everton getting relegated if we get knocked out of that cup competition. Uh, and you know, it's horrible to say that because we all we all have this affinity with the FA Cup, and we'd all absolutely. I mean, we don't want to go down that road. Of, that though, no, but Mo's well, Mo, yeah, Mo on that. Unfortunately, if, if, we are. Say the appoints a new manager yeah. and he, he gets beat by Brentford in his first game. I mean, already on the back foot yeah. I, and with the big league games coming up. So I understand yeah. I understand what you're saying from, a, from yeah. a, if you look at it on paper point of view because, yeah, give him that game, whoever it might be, who comes in to, to see you know see the squads and if we go out fine because that's not our priority but yeah you we all we're all sitting here and we know if if that manager whoever it might be comes in and loses that first game Brentford at home and we're out the cup and we're 16th 17th in the league pressure's right on isn't it we always, we always talk about managers coming in and frustratingly learning the same lessons that we as fans have had to watch countless managers learn over and over again over the last what is it four or five years and in an ideal world you've got one or two seasons or do you know what not not an Everton world at the moment you've got half a season to allow your manager to learn all of these things about his players before an upcoming transfer window before the start of the next season this is literally going to be week by week now and as soon as that manager comes in he, he instantly has to know where the flaws and the weaknesses are in this side. And I think that the thing I'd say about that Brentford game is that it, it is literally at the point where if we have to sacrifice one game for the manager to very, very quickly learn things about his players, 
I'd rather it be that one than the Newcastle game, for example. And it, it, it sounds ridiculous to say that the manager's going to have to totally change his mind or, or learn massive amounts of information about players that, depending on who the manager who comes in, he, he may not know any of these players. But it, it, it's that urgent that, that there might have to be games where there are throwaway efforts to, to just find out things about John Joe Kenny or Anthony Gordon or whoever it may be. And that that is, as much as there's pressure inside the club at the moment to appoint the next manager, there is already heaps of pressure on the new manager who may well come into, into the, the club. And it, it's ridiculous to say that because everything about appointing a new manager is usually surrounded in optimism and enthusiasm. It doesn't feel like there's going to be anything like that at the moment. And it's probably because, again, of the nature of the candidates. I mean, depending on who that is, if we come here with Frank Lampard and get beat against Brentford in the FA Cup, can you can you imagine the, the level of hostility and the nervousness that's going to just embody every Evertonian in between now and May? It's, it's just a horrible time that, to be involved. Well, that's sort of the situation we're in now, isn't it, Dave? That anyone coming in is in that position because of... The, the plight that we're in you know it's, it, this this is not a good situation for a new manager to come into someone's going to have to come in and do an unbelievable job to get everything going in, in the right direction again Sam Allardyce again it's Sam Allardyce again but in, in a worse condition you know we, we, we'll find ourselves what are we 16th now are we yeah so we're, we're, we're basically 16th three points ahead of a couple, couple of months on aren't we from when the time this season we appointed Allardyce last yeah. time when, you know that, that Southampton the game felt you know I think we all felt the fear then didn't we I think I I got it at Nor- after Norwich last week. Like the real deep roots of like this this could actually really genuinely happen. Yeah. And, and and you know today was just not really a surprise. But you know it, it's such a bad situation, is it for, for for anyone coming in? They're very lucky in, in a certain way because you look at how poor those teams are. I don't think you have. You, Where among them? Aren't no, we? but I don't think what I'm trying to say is I don't think you need anywhere near forty points to stay up this season. I think thirty three, possibly thirty two keeps you open in that case if you look at Everton and that it's four five wins five wins keeps you safe and then we all go on our holidays and look back at this absolute shit show back in uh, that, that terrifies me when, the prospect when, of when we get to the summer but that's the five, way we are. five wins can you see this no, I can't see us getting five wins I can't you see, see us five I points see, I can't see us getting five goals in in, in, in the last 19 20 games we've got left and you know, you've still you still look at other things that aren't on our hands now. You know, Bournemouth, uh, sorry, Burnley. Yeah. We've got what five games in hand, yeah. six games in hand against other teams. The way Everton season's going, we'll probably get beat by Bournemouth this season as well. <laughs> <laughs> it means we've won in the cup. Don't forget that. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, forget about the cup. Everton, Everton's league win this season. Everton winning the trophy this season is staying in the Premier League. That's yeah. the trophy, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Go and get them points, and then I don't know. I wouldn't even start. Discussing or looking at what happens next, how we go into summer and look ahead to that. We can't even do the joy of you need to sack him by the summer and then we'll get new players in. Mm. What transfers would you go for in the summer? Won't even be looking at that me until there's a there's not an R next to our name in the Premier League table. What what do we, what do they do right now? What do, what what are the, what are the people at that football club who've got decisions to make? What what are they doing tonight? Try and get rid of the owner because he's he's been an absolute joke. And, and people will say there are still people out there who will say to me. Dave, what are you talking about? Because this fella's put in half a billion quid. He's put half a billion quid in and made us worse. That's literally the case. He, he confirmed yesterday he's 94% owner of the club now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's get, it is getting worse. And, and there's nobody, seemingly, who has either got the bottle up, who, who are amongst the, um, the boards, has got the bottle to go up to the man and say, listen, mate, 
this is this is not working because you're deciding to make the decisions that people other people should be doing things that you don't understand or have never done in your life. It's literally, I know many people said that about Bill for the years and years and years, that it was his nice little train set because he's an Evertonian. This feels very much the same. It feels like a nice train set for Machiri when he, when he's given Jim White a ring and all that. People, yes, they're absolutely delighted that we got an email from him saying, <laughs> oh, look, everything's better. What's he send, What's on the email then? Do you know what I mean? Oh, listen to Jim and I'll put some more stuff into him. There's nobody who's taking this... The, the account of this and saying that this is a complete mess and the thing is Mishiri what he seems to not understand right now and not certainly by anything we've seen him say publicly is that if Everton go down the thing that he's losing it from is his arse pocket because the football club won't be worth anything anywhere near what he's paid for his shares at the football club mm-hmm. it'll be nowhere near worth your shareholder aren't you Mark it won't be the, the football club you, you, you won't be able to give it away not getting my one day don't worry right? <laughs> you, couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't make a spliff with those shareholders you fucking sell it for anything you shares oh you'll be giving it away yeah. but the, this it, on, on a, it, it's deeply serious do you know what I mean yeah. we, can have, we can have a laugh at it right now and all that yeah. and we can all laugh and joke because in our heart of hearts, none of us really think it's going to happen. I do. I do. I don't think it's going to happen I because I think, like I say, fortunately, I think this club's below us. The danger is what you've seen from Norwich because they actually looked well drilled against Watford. If you watched that game, it was quite ridiculous as well with the lights going off and all that stuff. But they actually look like a player who can score goals. Mm. Dom doesn't look like he's anywhere near scoring a goal for me, and that's not his fault because nobody gets in the ball. And when they do, they've got like nine foot tall. Tyrone Mings standing behind him he was absolutely not useless very good, but he's awful playing some strength yeah, spot on yeah. and that is the main point that I took from today under Dunk uh, where I don't want to criticise the man because he wants everything that we want and that is a successful Everton side but I looked at which the way in which he set this side up get it up to get it up to Dom has he not read the room that we're playing against a woeful England defender who still gets a game for England because he's a giant because any team that put it up in the air he must be laughing his head off if that happens it comes on the death to him or it comes on if it comes on if if they don't play deep they're in trouble Villa and Gerard, that's what he's done today he's looked at this thinking Tyrone there he's standing edge of the D on on our on our half and he'll win everything in the air that gets floated up there. If we, anything on the floor, that's where it gets dangerous because you can't turn and you've got a load of fast people running around you. Where are ours? Where did, where did you see Gray today? When mm. when uh, Luca Dean, Luca Dean was getting booed by some fans, and you know you, you say as well, if you throw bottles on a football pitch, you're a dickhead. Yeah, I didn't see Absolutely that. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Opposite end to man, I thought there was someone. Someone got on, decided to give someone a slap and say, "Listen, you need to sort this club out." But quite clearly, it was, wasn't those conditions. But yeah, when when I saw Luca Dean, that was the easiest game Luca Dean's ever had at Goodison Park. <laughs> Easily in any game you can think of, Everton have actually won. Solid games. seven out of ten, wasn't he? he? Just, yeah. but he, the thing is, one he didn't have to do seven out of ten to get to seven out of ten. Exactly. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I thought as soon as it starts, I thought we missed the trick by not putting Gray up against them. Yeah. The worst, the, the worst side he had over there was Townsend, who doesn't really sprint at you. He, he tries to put a ball in when he can, which will go straight into Mings's hands. Luca Dean's like I don't mind him crossing the ball cutting inside on his left and whipping one in what's he got to do for the rest of the game look at John Joe Kenny who's absolutely useless coming at him I, I just thought he, he looked like he'd put his slippers on mm-hmm. and, and, and have a cigar all game Luca Dean and for me you you take that on the on the tray of what an Everton is what is Everton to you what is Everton meant to be when you've got someone like Duncan Ferguson in charge it's scary to think 
that Dunk's been in there. And like he said in the press conference that everyone was buzzing off was that if they didn't know, they'd know now. Nobody fucking knows as far as I'm concerned, mate, because it looked to me like a gang of fellas who didn't know each other yeah. and were just happy to earn the few hundred grand a week that they get every week and go home. Do you think they're going home now thinking, oh, I've really let Big Dunk down? No. They're not going home and thinking that because they're going to get the wages. They're not going to get to their agents saying, "Get me out." Of well, it. yeah, all of us, <laughs> all of us work for a living. All of us in our jobs, you you, you put in a shit a, a game like that. If you, that was down on your hands, you're getting told you do that again. You're getting sacked. Mm. So do we then therefore now look at things in that Brentford game or when we go to Newcastle for the next Premier League game? And thinking, yeah, they'll sort this out now. Here's Dunk, he'll, he'll be all over them. He'll have chinned a couple of people and all that. And everyone <laughs> will have the fun that they do with Dunk and saying, you know, he's a hard man and all this. Is he a football manager? No, he's not yet. He's not a football manager. He wants to be one. He said he's intelligent enough to say himself. Can you imagine what if he'd have said, and sorry to go off and rant on this, but when, when the, in that press conference, if he'd have said, I want the England job, uh, the Everton job. <laughs> the start as well. The start as well. Him and Tyro, in Tyro Mings, If he goes on that press and says, if he goes on that press and says, I want the Everton job right now, everyone would be, oh, this is amazing, this, everyone wants, get behind Big Dunk, get yeah. behind mm. Big Dunk. He had, actually had the intelligence of mind to say, I can't say that now. I've done nothing yeah. in my career yet. Yeah. I've done nothing. And that's actually quite, that to me, was brilliant because it was. It seemed quite intelligent, and he's actually had a good think about it. I applaud him for that. But the very reason he says it is the very thing you saw today, and that is he can't manage yet. He cannot manage. All he can do is scream at this football club, scream at the players in there, and guess what? The old thing that many of us have said for several years at Everton: don't, most of these players don't give a shit. We said before the game, Matt, and we were having a drink and we said, can you imagine if Rafa Benitez had named that starting eleven? First thing I tweeted today. Yeah. Today. Not playing Gordon was ridiculous. He, he would have yeah. got absolutely... Don't abs- joke, ridiculous. He yeah. would have got absolutely Coleman, destroyed. Coleman injured. Is Coleman injured? No, he's... Yeah, just but, better than... John Joe Kenny but, but he, he, the, the word of the team come out around and everyone was like well you know it, it, it was hard to make an excuse for it because it, it was Duncan it, it was that thing of because it was Duncan's in charge well we'll see a reaction anyway and I think we I think we did see a reaction to a point I think we definitely saw I don't, you know there was an effort there there wasn't great effort but there was an effort there and I don't think that um, for me it was just a lack of like you said the managerial the managerial um expertise to know what to do in that in that match mm. and that's what we lacked and I think you can get away with it to a point when you come in and you're playing Chelsea and you've got a few games in and, and that only lasts for so long I think I remember the the analogy last time of if you go on a night out and you start with you know doing a few tequilas you can't do that all night long and that's what <laughs> Everton were last time Dunk was yeah. in charge we were, we were taking tequila shots every mm. other round but sometimes you need to just settle down and have a pint or have a rum and coke or whatever so that only lasts for so long and it looked today like once they scored it just looked like right well the party's over and, and we're devoid of anything now and like we've listen we've all sat here and said we don't necessarily blame Duncan for the mess we're in and I think that'd be unfair to blame him but when we needed maybe a little bit of managerial nous if you like to know how to get through a game a Premier League game and get a point or three points we lack that and I hate saying it but you look at that Villa team today under Steven Gerrard and that last 20 minutes they absolutely controlled that game they never looked under any threat and their fans might have been sitting in the away end when we had a corner last minute or whatever thinking oh here we go again like we would but ultimately, there was no threat whatsoever. And that's the worrying thing. And, you know, going, going to today's match as well, talking about individual players, 
I can't pick a player who was outstanding today. I don't. I think there was a lot of huff and puff. I don't think there was a lack of effort, mm. but I don't think there was any cohesive plan, knowledge of how how do we score. And we could have. We had the fans by me. We're having a little moan again at like, oh, it's only four or five minutes. Could it should have been fifteen? We could have played on for another half an hour. We wouldn't have scored, yeah. and that's that's the sad thing well, at the minute. The, the creativity's gone, hasn't it? There's, mm. there's none left in the squad. One of them got sold in the summer in Rodriguez. Dini's got sold this January. The other one can't play for, for, for whatever reason. And you know, Everton look like that. So they, they look like a fractured group of players that have had any semblance of creativity or ingenuity or spark ripped out from the side. Mm. And all of a sudden, you've got Ben. You know, I, I was thinking about that that that, that Chelsea game. And I remember the, the first goal comes from Sidibe, doesn't it? Getting down the right hand side mm. and putting a really good delivery of the Charlesons on the end of it. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not pining to get that lad back. But you thought. There's, there's no players there and him and Dean who get out wide and get good crosses into crossing. the box. Yeah. Today, we had Kenny who barely got over the halfway line. You know, Every time he got the ball, he passed it back to Jordan Pickford. And beg Godfrey, bless him, he just gets his head down and legs it. But he, he can't no cross it. Can't no cross it. Cross it. And, you know, if, if you're going to play that, that way, of you know Duncan's way of get it wide, cross into the box, these two centre-forwards, you need lads who can do that as well. Yeah. And, and the, the creativity from the entire squad has been completely ripped from it and it's it, it's hard to see how we're going to be ingenuity um how we're going to be creative how we're going to be able to be incisive how we're going to be able to unsettle teams because just after a while all you end up doing is doing what we did today just just knocking it along to carver loon mm-hmm. and Charles and say you know let's hope something breaks for yeah. us we don't attack as a team that yeah. everything you just said there you know initially about the full backs but you could also extend this to the center of midfield is that the dangerous thing that most football fans from outside the club will be looking at our squad list and saying is that well there's enough goals and there's enough attack and flair there to get you out of it you, you look at Gray you know Townsend and Gordon to an extent and obviously the two lads up top that there is enough there to get you occasional goals occasional points and ultimately get enough wins to get you out of it but the it, it it's so incredibly fractured when Everton try and progress the ball up the pitch. You know, as you say, you either go long to Calvert-Lewin or you somehow find Damari Gray in an attacking position. And between him, Richarlison and, and Calvert-Lewin, you just hope that they've got something between the three of them. But in terms of bringing in other people in the midfield or in terms of finding a, a capable fullback in terms of putting a ball in, the only one who we've obviously sold and... and <laughs> you two weren't even in the squad today? Uh, well, do you know what? Whether that is just a case of, you know, you two lads aren't ready, sit back and, and we'll show you what Premier League football is about, which is is probably the only reason I can I can give for them not being involved. But quite frankly, if you're going to go out and spend, what was it, 35 million or the best part of on, on two... Premier League footballers then this is the time when they're absolutely required um, in terms of you know tactical output and, and the, the lineup that was named today regardless of manager or current plight that this football club finds itself in we will eternally find a way not to put three men in the middle of Everton's <laughs> midfield yeah. and it was screaming out for it yet again and you know Decore looked messy on the ball but at least he shows a bit of willing to actually go in and, and, and join in with Richarlison in particular whoever it is sitting be it Alan or Gomez are ultimately left with doing the job of at least two midfielders if not three um, and un- until we I, I appreciate that we haven't necessarily got the personnel in particular on the back of what looks like two injuries in the middle of midfield today to, to be able to do this but 
there has to be an acceptance and, and Duncan Ferguson, if he is to be given more games, has to realise that you can't just throw four attacking players on yeah. and expect that you will be creative because that's exactly what we've seen today is that that, that broken nature of how Everton retain or do something with the possession that they have of the ball it's just not there um, and to go back to the word that Dave mentioned sentiments I think that's the resounding disappointment that I, I have coming out of the ground today is the realisation that caring and having that level of sentiments will take us absolutely nowhere. And down, uh, it'll take us it will, down. As, as much as it's a requirement for, as we've all said, you know, the manager to care, the owner to care, all of the players to care as much as we do. And th- that's all nice, but they just have to really be good at their job as well. Yeah. Um, and the disappointing thing is that they don't look capable of doing that. If, if we are to bring sentiment back again, I think today probably goes a little bit against Wayne Rooney as well, because I'm, I'm, I'm already scared of a Pointing an Evertonian solely because he's an Evertonian yeah. as being a manager, and I think as, as much as he's obviously not involved at all today, there'll be hesitations from the board looking at someone like Rooney to think, "Are we only doing it because of this of, precursor?" Yeah. And that is that is a massive worry. They're doing it. The board are doing it because they think it's the easy way out. The easy way out getting Duncan like we did two years ago. That'll give us a load of time here for anybody to not kick off on us, and that's what's happening. That's what we've seen, isn't it? Everybody's complained about the boards, and rightly so. Did these of every bit of just saying that everybody's looked at them with do you know what I mean because we've been that poor the club's been ran that poorly getting Benitez in mm. you know they, they can't blame anyone but themselves but when they've got they've they've thought when they've given Ferguson the job for a few games yeah. or whatever it's going to be that this is the easy way we all are able to sort of calm down a little bit now people will take their eyes off us for a bit and it'll all be on big dunk which in itself is unfair but when you hear the little things like Bill Kenwright's rocked up to Finch Farm to tell all the players. Have a chat, yeah, yeah, do you fancy his free tickets to fucking cats or whatever it is he's doing these days? <laughs> you know, all all of that sort of thing. That does not, does anybody not look at that and think? Oh, you know, there'll be loads who look at it and think that's that's nice. You know, that's nice because that's sentiments FC. That's what we are right yeah, now. I'm guilty, sentiments. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Mate, I've been like that because I'm, I'm you know, guilty it, of that because because we as fans want them to care as much yeah, as we do. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm guilty of that and and. But ultimately, when you sit down and reflect on it, it comes down to substance. And I, and I sat there, I sat, I've sat there all week and said, I'd have Rooney, I'd have Rooney, because I, I've looked at his record at Derby, and, and my argument has been, when with what's going on at Derby at the minute, for him to do what he's done, you could argue that Everton's not in a bad place as Derby, so he could, in theory, come in and do it. But I've looked at that again in, in a sense of sentiment, Look at look at it in the seriousness of what's happening at, at Derby. Uh, yeah. You've had those points deducted. That's yeah. nothing to do with what Everton's got. That's nothing even like what Everton's it's, got. It's become like a siege mentality thing of... He, he's been thrown, what I've just said there, about what's happened with Ferguson. It's similar to that in a way, because at Derby, if anybody's read deeply enough about this, the way in which their ownership's working and they're trying to get rid of it, they've gone through about seven or eight mm. different types of owners who are trying to buy that football club. They are an absolute mess. They got deducted points, 15 points, I think it was. Now, 21, wasn't it? 21. 21. He's done that well. He's got them above a side in there already, the yeah. 23rd in the Championship. Uh, and he's got these young lads, a load of youngsters, couldn't even sign any players for some point as well. He had nine players pre-season. Yeah. He's done a wonderful job, a yeah. wonderful job. The problem is, I can't put anything that he's done there as what he'll have to do when he comes to Everton. I'm not saying it's any more... Di- it, you might be, maybe that's going to play well in the Championship. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying Everton's anywhere near... 
as difficult as that. It's not in theory. It's not if you look at it on paper. It's not Everton have money to spend. We've got eight days to go and sign some players. God knows how that's going to work out. Mm. But I don't want Duncan near, anywhere near us right now. He's doing what Duncan has basically said to everybody at that presser that he wants to learn how to manage first. I know we never said those words verbatim, but you know, Rooney wants to stay in football. He wants to manage. He's gone to somewhere that. He's got a bit of a free reign there because that lad, if they go down, nobody's going to say Wayne Rooney's a joke of a manager. And if Wayne Rooney wasn't an ex-Everton footballer, nobody would be looking at him like some, we are. Somebody would yeah. be done the same job that he's done, but he played for, say, I don't know, Villa. Villa, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then then we're not even talking about it, but the fact that he. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I'm, I'm guilty of it, and I'll hold my hands up. I'm guilty of the whole sentiment thing. We've all done it at some point, because, mate. Because, Absolutely. Because we all love this club so much, and we, we want we want them to care and feel what we do. The day he came back when he scored against Stoke, that day he came back to play yeah. after he mm. left United, I had tears in my eyes when that happened. Mm. But all the way to the point where he came back, and I was like, this is a joke. Why on earth are we doing this? Yeah. He's finished now as a player. When that happened, I was like, oh, it's Wayne and all that, kissing <laughs> me ever and bad. Yeah, yeah. All, like everybody yeah. else around me. We all do that. We're entitled to do that as fans. That's mm. what you want. If there's stuff like that, everybody loves things like that. Everybody loves this survival, all that stuff. Right now, though, this this is the crux of the problem. We're, we're no longer able to say... Big Dunk will sort this out because you've just seen a tiny example of what Big Dunk has to do. Again, I don't blame him anywhere near the amount no, that he no. should be blamed at this. People won't. There'll be people in the media looking at this saying, "Oh, big, it's Big Dunk's fault. Can he really manage football? We don't know." That's probably right, but let's calm down about Big Dunk. About if he his wants manager, yeah, exactly. if he's it's, not, that. it's not that he's a bad manager. All of a sudden, it's, it's the circumstances yeah. that have led yeah. to this. And you know, we're, we're saying there about the <coughs> sentiment thing. And this is where the sentiment needs to be taken out of our hands and the board's hands. And we've all agreed, and I think we've all said on separate occasions, this director of football or this figure that needs to be at the football club that runs the football side of things, that needs to be someone. And we had it in brands, but obviously, you know, that didn't work out. It needs someone to take out the sentiment, sentimental value out of it and go, I'm going to run this. This is what we're going to do. This is the manager. This is this. This is that. And we just have to get on with it because, yeah. like you said, this sentimentality is potentially he's, dragging us. He's got too much of love for Everton to basically be able to sell Machiri today. He rings Machiri up tonight and says, look, it's clear I'm not the man. You want me to stay in for a few games because I think, basically, you want to escape mm. the issues that this club has got and I'm going to take it on my back. Mm. I'm, not, I'm never going to say no to Everton. And that's the problem I think the board's got. He will never say no if Everton want him to do Everton. Yeah. He, he said it last time yeah. he did his caretaker job mm. in his presser back then. He said, I'll do whatever, whatever Everton need me to do. What I want Duncan to do, if he wants ever to manage this football club without any of this crap, is go away and yeah. do what... Do what Rooney's doing. Yeah. And then, yes, the other irony is that we've spoken, apparently, according to the news, we've spoken to Rooney about managing this football club, given the situation that it's in. Is that not remarkable? Is nobody looking at that thinking, do you not see what's wrong with these people? Yeah. If they think him. Frank Lampard, who went through sort of similar situations when he got to Chelsea after doing, ironically, a really good job at Derby. You know, is this what people are looking at? I just really think that Machiri must sit there in his yacht or whatever he is, Monaco, whatever he is sitting off in in a ridiculously, you know, massive building anywhere he's sitting now. Whatever he's doing, yeah, sitting there like McDuck throwing <laughs> throwing a load of coins into his into his pool or whatever. And he's sitting there thinking, reading things. Oh, he looks all right. He looks okay. 
And because he owns the football club, he can do it. He's allowed to do Who's it. He's the biggest name we can get. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he tried that, didn't he? We've tried that as well. Um, kind of <laughs> and, and the way people say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter which manager, it, it's always doomed at Everton. It would not be doomed if there wasn't an idiot in charge, mm. if there wasn't an idiot making decisions, mm. and if there weren't people unqualified on the board saying that they want certain things, because it, it tends to happen. If you want something, mm. that, that will be when you're at that football mm. club at the board, mm. um, and you've got what? Um, Denise is still there You've got Bill still there Sharpie Everton FC uh, it, it, It's filthy It's like It's it's dirty I don't like it It's mm. like You know you, you haven't watched the kex It's horrible <laughs> <laughs> Well They shit the pants On the pitch today Certainly <laughs> uh, Final word to you Moes um, What do Everton do now Over the next few weeks uh, Well I think The point that the lads Have just touched on Is, is probably the, the one That really Sits uneasily with me Is that Historically, when you get into these sort of situations, there is an answer and there is at least a person involved at the football club who is capable of making a decision and, and you know, taking the next step, be it with a player or a manager or a coach or whatever it may be. We're still sat in the shadow of Goodison Park now and you look back at it and think there's absolutely no way. I couldn't tell you who is inside that building who is capable of making some form of informed football decision. We've we've spoken about Duncan Ferguson, Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, whoever else it may be that is capable of being the next Everton manager. And I think we've we've rightly made points that you could talk any one of those men out of it. But you are ultimately left with nothing. And... I mean, we as fans, we, we can all speculate about certain names and, and discuss who we want the next manager to be, and it's largely irrelevant because that, that decision is usually taken out of your hands by people at the football club who are paid to know better. There is absolutely no one there. Because Marcel Brands was, was sacked or left or whatever it was that is capable of making those sorts of choices anymore. And we are in football in limbo at the moment because there is absolutely no... Not only is there no answer to this but the immediate and necessity in terms of speed that Everton need this decision to be made correctly is just not there the, the, the time is not there to do all of the correct things that Warren mm. said about installing a, a director of football and a philosophy and you know all, all of these things are necessary but they should all be implemented when we are out of the fire and the, the flames are very much around all of us at the moment and it, it, it does need someone of the rescue ilk to come in. I know that the prospect of, of an interim manager is very dangerous because you end up playing like an interim team, which is what we look like today, but I, I, I can't see a way in which Everton appoint a manager in the next two weeks that is here beyond the next two years and and that's probably just because of the the recent nature of the football club and how it's been run and, and run badly but it I almost don't want us to make that big call on an ex-manager because of all of the things that are missing for him it feels like Scary, we're just isn't it? We're, setting, we're setting someone up and, yeah. and leading them to the slaughter but do you know what we we need the Duncan Ferguson from that Chelsea game just replicated for the next what is it 19 games yeah. but we life just doesn't work that way you can't pick and choose the moments where you expect people regardless of the business that you're in to turn it on and at the moment it doesn't look like those players are capable of turning it on once never mind 19 times do you know what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish on a positive because I try to do that I like to think I'm a positive person I look at that team today and there's enough players in there that can that, that we've got that have got quality Damari Gray Charleston, Calvert-Lewin when he finally gets up and running again 
you know, Zakore, I know he went off injured today, but if he's still got something, you know, he's still got something about him if he's fit. Um, you know, we've got we've got decent Yelly Mean is decent, Pickford's the England goalkeeper. On paper, we've got enough there where you go, we'll get the five, six, seven wins we need to stay yeah. up. Um but it's worrying, it's very worrying that we are now going to the point of not looking up and we're gonna win this next game, looking down and going, who are the three worst teams than us? I think the threat of relegation is very real, and I don't think we should we should turn our nose up at that. The threat, and I don't think walking out the ground, the vibe I got was a very somber one. Of look, we are in big trouble. However, like I said, I'm going to finish on a positive, and I'm going to say there are enough players in that team with the right manager or with with a bit of confidence or with 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 just just something to bounce the ball, bounce mm-hmm. our way, and we score a goal that that we'll, we'll be all right. But. If, you know. Joe, if you're going to take a positively, maybe today is the reality check that you need. Yeah. Maybe Duncan Ferguson needs to come in as the saviour, put a load of money behind all the local bars and then Everton get beat. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Honestly, maybe that is just the the, the sobering, <laughs> no pun intended, the, the, the sobering nature of what Everton need at the moment is that level of realisation of... Mm. You, you're fucked here if if yeah. you don't change this really yeah. quickly. And I think most of us, be it you know fans or on the board at the moment, we we all collectively realise that today. We're, that we're not too good to go down, but we are good enough to stay up, and that's the way we've got to look at it. But we've got to see something in the next couple of games, and this Newcastle game is massive. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, that is a terrifying prospect. That it's it's sort of at the point now where even like if we'd won today, it would have been joyous. But if we win from now until the end of the season, it's just going to be a relief. We're, we're it's only, just yeah, we're two consecutive wins away from not talking like this, and I, I get that that's incredibly flippant. But football is like that. Um, but Norwich at the minute they've won two yeah. games made, and all of a sudden it's like on us in a week, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like can Norwich stay up? So yeah, that's how football is, like you said. Oh, we will leave it there anyway. Mason uh, Warren to try and muster some positivity to finish on. Dave's just got off. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure where he's gone. He's just ambled off towards the bookies, maybe to put his entire life savings and everything going down after this depressing podcast. But um, hopefully, we can get a lift over from him anyway. Cheers to everyone for listening. Um, I appreciate people coming to us and, and having a chat at the ground today as well as a few of you. So thanks very much if that was one of you. Uh, hopefully, things get better over the next few weeks. But of course, we'll be on it over the international break. Covering Everton's search for a new manager, whoever that may be, who's got to take on this poison challenge. But yeah, try and enjoy whatever's left of your weekend. That we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room. Progressive Insurance protects people's cars, homes, and other vehicles. But if you've ever seen our commercials or even just heard our name, you probably already knew that. What you may not know is that we support Humble Design, a nonprofit that furnishes homes for families and veterans emerging from homelessness. Because a little help goes a long way, and a lot of help. Well, you get the idea. Now, if you already knew all of this about Progressive Insurance, we're impressed. We'll have to find something else cool to tell you next time. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Sports Social Podcast Network.